Episode 8, Who is Japheth? We've learned who Ham is, we've learned who Shem is, now it's time to learn who Japheth is. Genesis 9 and 27, God shall enlarge Japheth, he shall dwell in the tents of Shem, and Canaan shall be his servant. Here we are again, another nation taking the land of Shem. This is prophetic. Japheth shall take and dwell in the land in the tents of Shem, and Canaan, who was cursed because of what his father Ham did to Noah, will be Japheth's servant. Canaan took the land first, and Joshua and the Israelites had to go back and take the land back. And now we see here that the land of Shem will be stolen again, this time by Japheth. Noah found favor with God because he loved God, and Noah wanted his boys to love God as well and to serve him. But that wasn't always the case. Noah had to divide the land up for his three sons with the intention of them first serving God and the second being fruitful and multiplying and having their children serve God as well. Noah found favor during the time where the earth was full of evil and madness. Fallen angels had offsprings with the daughters on earth and God had to destroy it because it was defiled. After the flood, we saw evidence that fallen angels were still there. The offsprings were killed, but the fallen angels themselves were still in existence because we saw how in Ham's lineage, Egypt's son bring forth giants to Philistine. We also saw in Canaan, another son of Ham, where there were giants in the land as well. So there were giants in the land due to the fallen angels having relations again with the daughters on earth, or second, the fallen angels' DNA was in the earth, coming through Noah, his sons, or their wives. DNA is funny. Sometimes the DNA will catch one attribute from a gene pool. It may take the skin color dark, or it may take the skin color white or fair, it may take tall, it may take short. And so Noah had these three sons. We know Ham, we know Shem were of dark complexion just by the scriptures and learning how Ham was the African, the Akabulans, and Shem came forth the line of Judah, which brought forth Yeshua Jesus. And we see in Revelations where his skin was as bronze. We're seeing these nations were of dark complexion. Now we're here at Japheth. And Japheth is known to be the Europeans. Their skin is becoming much lighter. The complexion is lighter. We'll see as to why. It's either where they live, the climate, or it was in their DNA. Just as we saw the DNA with the Philistines and with the Canaanites. Jubilees 8 and 10 came to pass in the beginning of the 33rd Jubilee that they divided the earth into three parts for Shem, Ham, and Japheth, according to the inheritance of each. In the first year and the first week, when one of us who had been sent was with them, he called his sons, Noah did, and they drew nigh to him, they and their children, and he divided the earth into their lots, which his three sons were to take in possession, as they reached forth their hands and took the writing out of the bosom of their father Noah. Verse 12. And there came forth on the right as Shem's lot, the middle of the earth, which he should have as an inheritance for himself and for his sons and for the generations of eternity. From the middle of the mountain range of Rapha, from the mouth of the water from the river Tina, and his portion goes towards the west, towards the mist of his river. It extends till it reaches the water of the abysses, out of which the river goes forth and pours its waters into the sea, Meot, and this river flows into the great sea. And we know the great sea is right there by Israel. And all that's towards the north is Japheth. All that's towards the south belongs to Shem. All that's towards the north 
is Japhet's. And this portion extends along the Great Sea and extends in a straight line till it reaches the west of the Tongue, which looks towards the south. This sea is named the Egyptian Sea, and it turns from here towards the south, towards the mouth of the Great Sea on the shore of its waters. It extends to the west to Afra and extends till it reaches the waters of the river Kishon and to the south of the waters of Kishon to the banks of this river. It extends towards the east till it reaches the Garden of Eden to the south, therefore, to the south and from the east of the whole land of Eden, of the whole east, it turns to the east and proceeds till it reaches the east of the mountain named Rapha, and it descends to the bank of the mouth of the river Tina. This portion came forth by Lot for Shem and his sons, and they should possess it forever unto his generations forevermore. So Noah's giving Shem the middle part of the earth. Remember, this is after the flood, and so there's Noah and his wife and his three sons and their wife and they're being fruitful and multiplying and he's given Shem the middle part of the earth that extends along the great sea which is right there Israel. Noah rejoices in verse 18 and says that this portion came forth from Shem and for his sons and he remembered that he had spoken this from a prophecy. So when Noah was giving out these lots to his sons this was prophecy from God. He was relaying God's intentions, God's heart for them. And Noah rejoiced that the portion came forth for Shem and for his sons. And he remembered all that he had spoken with his mouth in prophecy. For he had said, Blessed be Yah of Shem. May Yah dwell in the dwelling of Shem. Jubilees 8 and 25. And for Japhet come forth the third portion beyond the river Tina to the north of the outflow of its waters. Japhet is going north. And this river Tina is also heading north. Noah gives the north region to Japhet, the north and northeast region. But see, this river is flowing from the south where Israel is in the, in the middle or the center of the earth. The river is flowing from the south going up. Now, how can a river flow upward if we're a circle? The only way that the river can flow up north is if, if the earth is flat. But that's another podcast. But think about that. It says, Jubilees 8.25, And for Japhet came forth the third portion beyond the river Tina to the north of the outflow of its waters. And it extends northeasterly to the whole region of Gog and to all the country east thereof. Today, there is a river in Africa, South Africa, called Tina. This river is in the southern parts of Africa. It's going upward towards the north. The only way it can go up north is if the earth is flat. Let's continue on. The whole region of Gog. The Hebrew lexicon defines Gog as this. Chief of a mountain tribe north of Assyria. And if you look at older maps, you'll see above Assyria, you'll see Armenia and you'll see Russia. The Roman Armenia was taken over by France. The greater Armenia was taken over by Russia. These are the descendants of Japhet. Japhet had seven sons, Gomer, Magog, Madah, Javan, Tubal, Meshech, and Tyrus. Noah is giving Japhet and his seven boys and their families the northern region of the world. Jubilees 8:26, And it extends northerly to the north. It extends to the mountains of Kelt towards the north and towards the sea of Moloch. And it goes forth to the east of Gadir as far as the region of the waters of the sea. 27. And it extends until it approaches the west of Farah, and it returns towards Afrarag. 
and it extends easterly to the waters of the Sea of Miat, and it extends to the region of the river Tina in a northeasterly direction until it approaches the boundary of its waters towards the mountain Rafa, and it turns round towards the north. This is the land which came forth for Japhet and his sons as the portion of his inheritance which he should possess for himself and his sons and for their generations forever. Five great islands and a great land in the north. This is Japhet. Japhet are the northern countries of the world. This was the lot given to them by Noah. Russia, Turkey, Armenia, Europe, Italy, France, Greece, these are the nations of Japhet. They lived in the northern hemisphere. Jubilees 8, 25 through 30 is letting us know who Japhet is, where they live. They live in the northern hemisphere, the north part, the northeast area of the world. And it's cold. It is cold. Cold countries in the north have lighter pigmentation. It's a known fact. It's the northern hemisphere where ultraviolet radiation is much less intense on average. Darker skins are concentrated in the southern hemisphere. There are people that live in northern countries that cannot tan because they have a relaxed natural selection. In the north where it's cold, you're going to get lighter pigmentation. These are the Europeans. These are the people of Japhet. Jubilees 8 and 30 says, but it is cold, describing the nations of Japhet. They're living in a cold area, a cold nation. And the land of Ham is hot. These are your Africans, the Akubilans. They're in the hot part of the world. And the land of Shem, the Israelites, is neither hot nor cold, but it's a blended of cold and heat. And that sounds like the middle of the earth. That's the lot given to Shem, was the middle of the earth. Japhet's lot was the northern eastern part of the world. The southern part was the Africans, Ham's portion. But everyone still wants that one land. That's the middle area, which we see was a part of the Garden of Eden. So that was a very special land. But he gave that land to the Israelites. Today, Gomar is Turkey or southern Russia. Magog is Russia. Madah, Iran. Javan, Greece, Tabal, and Meshek, Turkey, Russia area, Tyrus is Europe. These are the seven nations of Japhet. And Jasher 10, 1 through 18, Yah scatters the sons of men on account of their sin at the Tower of Babel. Yes, we're back at the Tower of Babel again. The Tower of Babel was a Mecca of sin and reverie. And when God came and destroyed the tower, there are different nationalities there. We know Ham and his family were there. But also, there were some descendants of Japhet there and possibly some of Shem. Joshua 10 and 2. And when Yah had scattered the sons of men on account of their sin at the tower, behold, they spread forth into many divisions. All the sons of men were dispersed into the four corners of the earth. So whoever participated in building this tower and building this foolishness to the sky and worshiping Nimrod, they were punished, they were scattered. And the sons of men built many cities according to their families in all the places where they went and throughout the earth where Yah had scattered them. Some of them built cities in places from which they were afterwards removed from. And they called these cities after their own names. 
or the names of their children or after a particular occurrence. The sons of Japhet went and built themselves cities in the places where they were scattered. So now we see Japhet was also a part of the Tower of Babel and worshiping Nimrod and building the tower up to the sky, trying to remove God from his throne and put Nimrod there. Japhet's people were there. Not all of them, but some of them were there. We know that Japhet is in the northern eastern region. And so now whoever participated with Nimrod in building this tower, they're scattered. And verse 6 says, And the sons of Japhet and the son of Noah went and built themselves cities in the places where they were scattered. And they called all their cities after their names. And the sons of Japhet were divided upon the face of the earth into many divisions and languages. These are the sons of Japhet according to their families. Gomor, Magog, Madah, Javan, Tubal, Meshech, and Tyrus. These are the children of Japhet according to their generations. The children of Gomor, he had three sons. His first son was Askenaz. Second son was Repot, and the third son, Togarma. Now, Askenaz is very known today because there is a group of people in Israel now that calls themselves the Jews, but they're Askenazi Jews. Askenazi is a son of Gomor. That's where we get Askenazi from. So when you hear Askenazi Jew, you're talking about Gomar's son, Askenaz. His grandfather is Japhet. And the children of Gomar, according to their cities, were the Frankim. That sounds like France, who dwell in the land of Franza, by the river Franza, and by the river Sina. Now there is, in Russia today, an island called Franz land, F-R-A-N-Z, friends land, which is in Russia. And the children of Repa are the Bartonums. This is another son of Gomar, who dwell in the land of Bartonoa by the river Lada, which empties its waters in the great sea Gahan, that is Oceanus. Now they never mention Askenaz, and that's weird because he's the third. He's the he's the third son of Gomar, but he's also the oldest son. Makes it wonder if they removed him from this passage of scripture. Who knows? Verse ten. And the children of Togomara are ten families. So Gomar's son Togomara had ten boys. Their names were Bazar, Bosanok, Balgar. Sounds like maybe Belgium or something. Elasanam. Ragbib, Tarki, Bid, Zabuk, Ongol, and Tilmaz. All these spread and rested in the north and built themselves cities. So those that participated with Nimrod and building this tower when they were scattered, they were still kind of going back to the north areas. Tagaroma, the son of Gomar, all his 10 families went to the north and they called their cities after their own names. And those are they who abide by the rivers, Hitler and Italic, unto this day. Hitler kind of sounds like Hitler, and Italic sounds like Italy. But the families of Angoli, Balgar, and Pazanok, they dwell by the great river Dubni. And the names of their cities are also according to their own names. Children of Javan are the Javanims. They dwelt in the land of Macedonia. Sounds like Macedonia, which is Southeast Europe. And the children of Medeir, or the Orwellums, that dwell in the land of Kherson. And the children of Tabal, 
and those that dwell in the land of Tuscana by the river Pashia. Tuscany? That's what it sounds like. And the children of Meshech are the Shabashnis. Shabashnis could be India. And the children of Tyrus are Rushhosh. Kind of sounds like Russia. And the children of Tyrus are Rushhosh, Kushni, and Onglus. All these went and built themselves cities. And these are the cities that are by the Sea Jabez, by the river Kura, which empties itself into the river Tragon. And the children of Elisha, this is a son of Javan, are the Almanims. They also went and built themselves cities. Those are the cities situated between the mountains of Job and Shabbatmo. And of them were the people of Lombardi. Lombardi. The Lombards conquered Rome, remember? Who dwell opposite the mountains of Job and Shabbatim. And they conquered the land of Italy, Italy and remain there unto this day. And the children of Chittim, a son of Jevon, are the Romans, are the Romans, or Rome, who dwell in the valley of Canopy by the river Tibru. And the children of Dudanim are those who dwell in the cities of the sea, Gihon, in the land of Bordna. These are the families of the children of Japhet, according to their cities and languages, when they were scattered after the tower, and they call their cities after their names and occurrences, and these are their names of all their cities, according to their families, which they built in those days after the tower. Japhet, a nation of seven sons, who gravitated toward the northeastern area of the world. We see names like Rome and Italy. This is from the book of Jasher. We see names close to Macedonia, France, could be France or could be the island that's in Russia today. But we all know that Japhet was in the northern eastern hemisphere. That's why you hear people say, yes, I am 20% German and I'm 30% Ashkenazi and I'm 10% English because they're all a part of Japhet. This is his nation. These are the nations of Japhet. And so Jasher 10 is talking about what took place after all those who participated in the tower and where the people Japhet had scattered to. And it looks like they scattered right to where their lot was, which is the Northern Hemisphere, which was basically God saying, get back to where I told you to be in the first place. Looking at the countries of the North, we have the Russian Empire. Right underneath the Russian Empire, we have Iran. And we know the northern part of Iran was closely related to Russia because we get Madah or the Mediz. This is Iran. And then you have Armenia right there and Assyria. There's Turkey, there's Romania, there's Hungary, there's Austria, there's Czechoslovakia, Germany, there's Poland, there's Sweden, Norway, Denmark, the Netherlands, Belgium, the UK, Ireland, these are all the nations that are of the northern hemisphere they're all cold nations that they lots of snow lots of below zero weather it's all in the northern countries of the world this is Japhet. gog huber lexicon defines gog as a chief mountain tribe north of assyria we know right above assyria is armenia and then there's russia we know that russia controlled and annexed Armenia. Magog, Hebrew lexicon defines Magog as a mountainous region between Cappadocia and Media. Media again is the north 
western part of Iran. So in between there, we get Magog. So this is North and East Armenia. North and East Armenia, you have the Caucasus region. This is where the Caucasus Mountains are, where we get Caucasian from. And they were part of the Soviet Union. Armenia, as I said before, was annexed by Russia along with Georgia and Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan were the South Caucasus regions. The Hebrew lexicon defines Gomar as Cappadocia, which is Turkey. Jubilees 8 and 29. This is a land which came forth for Japhet and his sons as the portion of his inheritance, which he should possess for himself and his sons for their generations forever, which means they're still there. Five great islands in a great land in the north. Islands. We have Great Britain. We have Ireland. These are some of the islands in the northern hemisphere. This is the land of Japhet. And it makes you wonder why there's such an outbreak of cancer, skin cancer, around the world, especially in the southern parts of the world or parts of the world that it doesn't get as cold as the northern hemisphere. Could it be that the descendants of Japhet have migrated to lands that the temperature is not accustomed to their skin and if they were in a more colder environment, their skin will not experience such traumatic effects resulting in skin cancer. Just a thought. But God had made a promise to Japhet. He was going to enlarge them. And you see the massiveness of the northern regions. But even with what God had promised Japhet and what they actually had, it wasn't enough. Because the prophecy says that God shall enlarge Japhet, but he shall dwell in the tents of Shem, that he will dwell in our land, which is the land of Israel. And if you look at the land of Israel now, you will see a lot of Jews that live there. They do not call themselves Israelites because they're not from the line of Shem. They're from the line of Japhet. Japhet's son, Gomar, had a son named Ashkenaz. Ashkenazi, that's where we get the Ashkenazis from. But Europe, Russia, the northern countries, is where Japhet's people came from. So no matter where they are in the country, if they're here in America or if they're in Israel now or if they're in Africa, they're still descendants of Japhet. They cannot run from who they are. That's why Truth Wars is exploring everybody. We're trying to figure this out because we were not told the truth. The truth was hidden from us. And even as you read the book of Jasher and you look at the different cities and the rivers where they migrated to or they lived, and even in Jubilees, you see different cities and different places where they lived and replenished the earth, but it's hard to find those exact locations because those locations have been repurposed. You can find a location for Japhet in America, a city named after one of those places in Japhet because the names have been repurposed and also the maps have changed. And it seems like it was done intentionally. Just as you read the book of Jasher, you don't see any reference to Askenaz or Magog. And those are crucial people, a part of Japhet, but they're not in this, this chapter of Jasher as he's going through outlining the descendants of Japhet and Magog and Askenaz are not there, which is really troubling. It should be there. So we're reading scripture, we're reading other books because we know things were taken out and things were 
at it to the scriptures. We, we understand this, but we are praying for truth to come forth regardless. And so we may not get it right 100% of the time, but we're trying. We know there's truth out there, but it's pretty clear who Sham is. Sham is the middle region of the world, which is Israel is kind of like in the middle of the world. And you have the southern hemisphere, the southern part of the world, which is Africa, the northern hemisphere, which is, as we talked before, your Russia, your Great Britain, your Italy, Scotland, Armenia. These are the areas of the north. It's clear as day where we come from. And it's clear as day as to who we are and who they are. There is Shem, there is Ham, and there is Japhet three different nations, three different people that created and started mankind after the flood. The Israelites are not in their land. Japhet is in their land. According to Genesis 9 and 27, God shall enlarge Japhet and he shall dwell in the tents of Shem and Canaan the African shall be his servant. This is where we are. And this also explains why Ham sold Shem to the Europeans, Japhet. You see, it's all coming in full circle. Canaan a servant of Japhet. When Japhet came and said, I need these people to come and build this land, Ham's descendants gave us to Japhet because the scripture says, Canaan will be Japhet's servant. That means doing whatever they want them to do, they will do it. And that's what happened. That's how we were sold. Ham sold Shem to Japhet. Freedom comes when truth comes. We cannot ignore the truth. No matter how bad it looks, no matter how it may offend someone, truth will always be the truth. And Israelites, it's time to get free. And freedom will come when we understand the truth of who we are and who they are. We respect everyone, but truth must take precedence now to save our black men, save our black women, to save our black son, and save our black daughter. Truth will set us free, but we have to know what that truth is. And the truth is that we are the chosen people of the Most High. We are different. We are cut from a different cloth. We can't do what they do. We can't say what they do. We can't watch what they do. We are different. We are chosen. We're held accountable to a different standard, a higher standard by the Most High, by the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And it's time to live up to that standard. It's high, but it's achievable through the blood of Yeshua. We can ascertain everything that God has promised us. And now is the time to go forth. Go forth. We say no to depression. We say no to anxiety. We say no to fear. We say no to every hindrance that tells us that we cannot fulfill the purpose that God has destined for our lives. We can and we will. And now is the time. Truth is setting us free. We know who we are. We know who they are. And since we know who we are, we want to experience everything and every promise that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob has given to us and promised to us. We want that for ourselves and for our families and for the next generations and the generations to come. As we seek truth, please seek truth with us. Please send questions or comments to info at truthwars.com or comment here on Spotify. We don't claim to know everything, but we seek the God who knows everything. So let truth roar, let truth reign, let truth speak, and let truth set you free. Truth roars, truth reigns, truth speaks, truth sets me free.